0: You need to be intriguing these days. You need to be a little bit different because if there's a life coach, there's a hundred of them. If there's a, a business coach, there's a hundred of them. If there's a, get it, if there's a healer, there's a bunch of healers. They're all there. What's missing in this industry is variety, diversity, and women speakers as well. Very much in demand.
1: You're listening to public speaker and public speaking coach, Orly Moore. Orly has made it her business to help anyone who wishes to join this $100 billion industry to become a successful paid public speaker. And you're about to hear how you can become a paid public speaker too, because Orly is today's guest on Solopreneur Success. Welcome to the Solopreneur Success Podcast. Where successful business owners gather to share true stories and sound advice to help you start and grow your own solopreneur business. Come soar with us and design the life you love. Now, here's your host, Steve Combs. Hello, solopreneurs. Today I'm interviewing Orlia Moore, an exciting public speaker in her own right, but more importantly for you, a premier business coach for public speakers. And today, we're going to talk about how you can make a mint in public speaking. And even if getting up on stage terrifies you, by the end of today's episode, you just might have second thoughts about leaving public speaking off your skill set. So we're going to get right into it. Orly, welcome to the show today. Thank you for having me, Steve. I'm so glad you joined me today. And I, I want to get right to the meat of the matter. What's the big deal about public speaking? Everybody thinks it's great to be a public speaker. Not everybody is. And those who are public speakers aren't really doing a whole lot with it often. So what is the big deal about public speaking and why are so many people just scraping by to try to make a living doing it?
0: Great and very loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> this industry is known for being the number one, if you will, or the 100% return on your investment as far as marketing yourself to get new clients as a coach or a, as an entrepreneur and also as a public speaker. It's a very lucrative business because it's a $100 billion a year industry. Now, most people don't even know that. So whether it's a solopreneur or an entrepreneur or somebody that has a sales team, I mean, the best way for them to get clients is through public speaking. Education is key. I think that's what's going on. And there are 64,000 events a day in America that pay public speakers. Yet you're saying, why are they scraping? Because there's two reasons why you don't make money in this business. One is that you don't know how. And that you can't we cannot blame you for that. You don't know what you don't know. But the second one is that they're lazy. Laziness is because they think that the old ways is somebody's going to call me because I have a book or because I have a website or because I'm on LinkedIn, somebody's going to call me and hire me to speak. It doesn't work that way anymore. It used to be more by referral and so on. But those days are long gone. And 10 years now in the making, the industry has dramatically changed.
1: Yeah, but you just mentioned two huge figures here. First of all, you just said a 100% Billion with a B dollar industry. Now, that's huge. I mean, that's that's a monster.
0: And that's worldwide. So it's event planning. I mean, events that pay public speakers. We're talking about just those. We're not talking about concerts and film festivals or anything like that. We're talking about conferences and planning meeting planners that do this business for a living. And so you don't don't have to be Tony
1: Robbins to make a, a reasonable income, it sounds like.
0: No, absolutely. You don't have to be Tony Robbins. In fact, you know, Tony Robbins is the Tony Robbins name since 20, 30 years now. You know, I mean, he's made a name for himself. He was one of the pioneers, you know, with Jim Rohn and all these guys. Because those Les Brown. Those guys don't really need to go after events. They basically can do their own events and everybody will show up.
1: Right. But there's a grand demand for speakers. And you just said the other figure I was going to point out, because I mean, I don't want to gloss over this. This is huge. 64,000 paid events. Let's talk about that for a minute. What does that mean exactly? 64,000 paid events? There
0: are 64,000 events per day that pay public speakers in America. And what I mean by America is just North America, United States, and Canada are the only ones calculated in this number. Actually, the number is a lot higher now. It's about in the 74,000. But <laughs> Let's stick to the 64,000. We're still in a very high number. And there's no reason for speakers not to make money in this industry. There's plenty to go around.
1: And some of these events are going to have multiple speakers. So Absolutely. That's 74,000 minimum speakers being paid every single day of the year. Yeah. That's nuts. And yet people are saying, I can't make any money public speaking. I'm listening to you right now, and I'm thinking, I need to speak some more. <laughs> Because that's huge. I mean, we all have a message. And speaking about a message, I mean, you were a public speaker before, obviously, you became a business
0: I'm coach. still a public speaker.
1: And you're still a public speaker. So, yeah. so what led you down this path to becoming a public speaker? Have you always just been a speaker? Or how did you
0: get to where you are? That's a great question. Thank you. And thank you for asking it, because I do love to tell that story. Sure. <laughs> I was in property management for 25 years. And in my last years of, of property management, I would say 10 of those. I started speaking to homeowners associations and board of directors of different types of property management contracts that I had. And I used to do these big events for the industry. And then my name got recognized in the industry. And then I started traveling speaking. And it was really awesome because it's a subject that I knew so well. You know, I started in Canada when I started property management. So now I, I was owning a company in Florida, in South Florida. And I just took it to the next level. I think, you know, education is key. So I said, oh, you know what? I don't I just start educating these people how to get along between the board of directors or between the management company and the board and and, and the overall community. And that took off. And I started speaking all over the country. I was like, I think about 18 states in all. And I wrote two books on the subject matter. It was really awesome. Uh, One day, one of my girlfriends says, listen, I need you to come and speak at my women's shelter. And I said, what do you want me to speak about? And she said, well, I want you to come and tell your story. And I said, well, that's not happening. Not anytime soon. And she's like, no, you have to. I'm like, no, I don't. And then she decided that she's going to call me every single day for three weeks. So every day she called and said, are you going to do it? Are you going to do it? After three weeks, I really got fed up. And she's really a very dear friend. So I asked her, I said, listen, why do you want me to speak? on this subject matter. I mean, there's other speakers that speak on this and there's a ton of them here. So why are you asking me? She said, well, number one is that every time we go out, everybody loves you. Everybody comes and drawn to you and you're such a bubbly personality and everybody just loves you and comes and hugs you and people kiss you and you don't even know them. And you know what? You're so successful with your business and everything that you do and, and your studies, everything that you've done. And you live a life that most people dream about. I just want you to come and share your story so that to give those women hope, I said, okay, my next question is, how do I get you off my phone? Because I still don't want to do it. <laughs> my goal was not to speak at your women's shelter. And she said, well, for you to say yes, because I'm not going to stop calling you. And I said, all right, then, yes. All right, we'll do it. And it took about, it was a, a three weeks from the date that I said yes, that I was going to be speaking. And now I'm like, oh gosh, I wish I would have said three weeks ago, yes. you know, Because now I would have had more time to prepare. So here I am in a panic hiring a coach for my speaking. That's going to be my first motivational speech. And I don't even like telling my story. So it's going to be a hard one for me. And three weeks later, I'm on this stage and there's about 170 people there. That's with the staff and the people in the, in the audience. And after I was done speaking, there was not one dry eye in the place. Now, I need to tell you this because I usually came from the property management side. So it was not, nobody ever cried at my speeches. And when I got off the stage, there was another thing that happened that never happens in property management. In property management, usually when I got off the stage, people would flock over to me and say, hey, Mr. Moore, I want to tell you about my association. I want to tell you about my board of directors. And, but in this case, people were thanking me. So I was getting hugs and, and crying on my shoulders and thank you for sharing. Thank you for giving us hope. Thank you, thank you. I mean, it was very overwhelming. I want you to imagine that this is my first motivational speech. It was so overwhelming that I didn't know what to do and how to act. So I kept it as strong as possible. And then there was this lady that came over to me and she was crying profusely. Like she was hyperventilating. It was, you know, that kind of crying. And I was trying to calm her down. I said, honey, you got to calm down. She's like, no, you don't understand. I'm like, no, I do understand, sweetheart. You got to breathe. She's like, no, you don't understand. i like, I promise I understand. Please, sweetheart, you've got to breathe, you know? And back and forth and back and forth we went. But people around us were, trying to, were starting to shut up so that they can hear what's going on. They can obviously see something is going on. And I'm trying to calm her down. And she's telling me I don't understand. And then she does this. She yells at me. She's like, no, you don't understand. And I was really taken aback. I can tell you, look, I have goosebumps telling you this. And I always get choked up with this story because it was like a real pivotal moment in my life where she took out a piece of paper out of her pocket and she showed it to me and she's like, I was going to kill myself this morning. This is how I was going to do it. I was not coming to the shelter because I don't even remember driving from my house to the shelter. You see, this is not where I was going, but I heard you speak and I want to live. I just need you to show me how. Wow. Wow. Here I am crying like a baby, like I couldn't hold it anymore. Everybody around us is crying. I don't even know what to do. I just grabbed her and I hugged her, but I was in awe. And not in awe of saying, wow, this is cool. It was more like, wow, I just saved someone's life. And that was a realization for me that I need to do this, that I need to share my story, that I should not take it to the grave. I was in hiding for years. And I'm going to tell you my story in 18 seconds, because really I'm over it, but I can see that this will help people. And what I've done and what I'm doing for myself and what I'm still doing is really to help others tell their story. I was a molested child. I was beaten up first. I was at home. I was always beaten up. And then I was molested four times before the age of 14. I was raped three times before the age of 22, twice gang raped, nine months apart, left for dead. I was also married to a very abusive husband, both mentally and physically. And as a result of that, I had four abortions and I gained a morbid amount of weight. I was 428 pounds at my heaviest. So I know your audience can't see me, but I'm, a, I'm down 230 some pounds. Good for you. Thank you. Now, one of the things that I realized is that you've got to share your story. This is, so I just wanted to repeat that feeling of saving someone's life, of making such an impact to these women that I just wanted to do that. I said, okay, I just wanted to get over that and say, you know what? I want to do this for the rest of my life. And so I started studying the industry and getting myself booked as a speaker. Then I started, I got myself certified as a behavior analyst, and I started exercising that like it's nobody's business. I mean, some people used to tell me that I should go work for the FBI kind of a thing. And I really took that to heart about the motivational part, but also what can I do with my talent? And I started speaking in corporations and showing their their salespeople how to close the deal 98% of the time through profiling. And that was really the start of my success in public speaking. I was getting paid to speak. I was traveling the world. I had an amazing time, still do. But I've been to 26 countries and 18 states so far because of public speaking. And what a beautiful life to have. I'm telling you, it is gorgeous. As far as money, yes, that's a very good thing. But more importantly, it's a lifestyle that you can control.
1: And not only that, you're actually literally changing lives and saving lives by sharing your story. Correct. And there are going to be listeners to this podcast right here that said, I have a story I don't even tell anybody because it's difficult. And sure. I, honestly, I think everyone has a story.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: But we shut ourselves up and yeah, really do. I know.
0: Shame. I know that my reasoning was the shame and the guilt and everything that went with that. I mean, I was so successful in property management that I never wanted people to think of me as less than or dirty because that's really, I don't know what other word to use for this. But dirty sounds pretty cool as far as a word because you feel like, oh my God, you know, if they knew that this happened to me. They might not respect me as a woman. Or they might not respect me as a business owner. And so for me, it was a big deal as well. And I'm sure there's plenty of people that think the same way.
1: Early, I know you know this, but I'm just gonna sit here right now and just tell you you're strong and you're here because you are strong. I applaud you. I'm so glad you came on the show to share that story with us because there are people that are thinking that maybe they're nothing or maybe they can't be anything because of something that happened to them or they've been through or maybe even poor decisions they made in life, but you're still here. If you're alive, there's still hope. And Mm -hmm. I think everybody needs to know there's hope. And and that's so important. And uh, and that's just uh, just an amazing story you shared. I'm so thankful that you came on to share that story right there. I mean, if we stop the podcast right now, there is so much value here right already. I think somebody listening to this, I just like rewind it and let's listen to the first part of this podcast right now, because you need to hear this. But that's just, you know, we're just getting started here. And you obviously became a great public speaker and, and in demand because you have a powerful story and you're helping change lives and you're making an impact. But how did you go from being a speaker to a coach? I mean, originally you were hiring a coach. So I can say, how do I share my story? How do I become a motivational speaker? But then you transitioned at some point into becoming a business coach for speakers. How did that process evolve?
0: That's a great story too. Thank you for asking. (laughs) Sure. I love it. (laughs) Oh gosh. So like I said, I was speaking all over the country, all over the world. And in the beginning of 2010, I declare to my business coach, and by the way, don't hire a coach that doesn't have coaches or coach. I mean, don't ever hire a coach that doesn't have a coach. Yeah, good advice. Because those people would not know the value. It's just the way it is, right? I agree. So I'm traveling the world, traveling the country. And in the beginning of 2010, because it was out of nine and 10, right? So 10, beginning of it, I told my business coach that I would like to impact the lives of 200 million people within 10 to 20 years. And he said, no, you got to put a date on it. And I said, all right, I'll meet you halfway. 15 years by 2025. And he's like, no, 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 you don't understand. You need to put a date on it. And I'm like, all right, fine. 24th of April, 2025. And I knew he was looking for 1st of January. So he said, why 24th of April? And I said, because it's my birthday and we're going to celebrate two things. You need a reason, <laughs> you have one, right? I was just, I'm that type of a student. I'll kind of pull your chain. Sometimes, right? <laughs> And then I just, you know, it clicked in my head, you know, Les Brown says, the how is not your business. So I kept that in the back of my mind because I didn't think about how I was going to do it at all. And then the other thing is that Sir Richard Bronson says, when an opportunity knocks, say yes, figure it out later. Now, those are my mottos. I've been with these, these two quotes forever. Six months later, I am in Arlington, Texas at a convention, a business convention where I'm one of the speakers. Now there are about 60 speakers there at least, the whole in the whole conference. It was a whole week and huge huge crowd. And here I am in the break room for speakers. It's called the lounge and I'm just sitting there drinking some tea and these three speakers, three guys come over. And one of them says, "Aren't you Orlea Moore?" And I say, yeah, do I know you? I'm sorry, I don't remember. So one of them says, no, 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 we've never met officially, but we've seen you on the circuit. And I'm like, oh, okay, phew. So we all introduced ourselves and just started yapping about this and that and the other. Where are you from? What do you do? What do you speak on? All that stuff that speakers just go around speaking and complaining. Most of them do complain. (laughs) I don't. I have nothing to complain about, but I love listening to them. It's in my new book. It's hysterical. But so here we are talking. And at one point, one of them says to me, I'm just curious, how did you get this gig? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. I called, I told them what I speak about. They paid me and I'm here. They all, all three of them looked at me like if I had three heads myself, you got paid. And I'm like, you guys didn't. And they're like, no, we got our expenses paid, but we never got paid. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. I got paid and I got my expenses paid. The next thing they said is, we want to know how you did it. Now, jokingly, because at the time, as you know, I was not coaching. So jokingly, I said, well, you know, if I tell you, I'm going to have to charge you. But I was kidding because it was <laughs> not even my intention. It was never in, my, in the horizon even for me. And they just said, well, just name your price. And I'm like, What? <laughs> <laughs> Like, are you guys crazy? In my head, I was thinking, what's going on here, right?
1: Could have fallen your lap any easier than that?
0: <laughs> I mean, like that's just, so I go after the event. I mean, I was speaking next, so we exchange business cards and all that stuff. And I just go back and I'm... now I'm on my way back home to New York. And I am thinking, and I always think that, you know, my ideas are not really mine. They're divine intervention. The universe is talking to me. God is talking to me. Anything is not mine, right? I just think this way. So I'm thinking, well, maybe that's what's missing in this industry. Maybe there is something there that I should look into. And I was wondering, maybe I do something special about getting booked myself because I've always been paid. I never not gotten paid. So I don't know what that is. I found out through those guys that people did not get paid as a speaker. So I'm like, OK, something is wrong with this industry or something is wrong with me. <laughs> and I started looking and writing down everything that I did. Every little document I have, what is it that I do on a daily basis? What is it that I follow up with? What is the rebuttals? What are, what's going on? And I started really studying this. Not only that, I started buying programs from other speakers that say that you can, quotation marks, right? That say you can make a lot of money speaking. And if you sign up for this program and that program and the other, then you will learn from me how to do it. And I started really looking at all of them Lisa Sazvich, Benji Bruce. Grant Baldwin, what is his name, Ted McGrath. I mean, all these guys are just amazing. And the truth is that they are, all of them have something good to say and to help with. But I felt that there's just not enough information that they give because they need you to pay for another program and another program and another thing and another that. And I just did not want to be that person. I paid them all. I became a client of all. But at the end of the day, I just said, okay, enough, basta, I know what's going on. And then I started calling organizations that actually also help speakers, but most of them help speakers on the delivery side, on getting on stage, on crafting your speech, your message, writing it down and giving it. And I realized, okay, that's not what I want to do either because I don't have the time for it. And then I looked at my list. And my list looked pretty good. It has a, you know, it had like over 30 something items on there. And I said, hmm, that looks like a good toolbox. If these people would just do what I do, they'll get booked. There's no reason why not. And when I did all that research, that's also when I found out about the statistics. I found out how many speaking engagements are there, how many events are there. And
1: And I need to interrupt again, because that was, again, that number 74,000, that's not just speaking engagements. That's paid speaking engagements, right?
0: That's paid, spe- yeah, that they're events that pay speakers. That's incredible. Maybe some of the speakers they have don't get paid, but that's because they don't know how to get it, but that doesn't mean that they don't have paid speakers. They have paid speakers. Now, you and I have heard of other people getting paid to speak. You've heard of people getting paid to speak. You've of course. Speak speakers that get paid. Well, how come they get paid? How come you don't? You know what I mean? It's just a question. Nobody's doing anything special anymore. So what is it? And so I decided to call it Business in a Box for Public Speakers because I wanted it to be a toolbox, but it's not really a box. And it is just the business for speakers. It's not the speaking. So it sounded cute, right? So I called a few of my friends who are public speakers. And I said, hey guys, I'm thinking and I'm only thinking about doing this. Now let me regress to a little parenthesis story. Years back from this, Year back from, I mean, like we're talking another six years back from the 2010, I had said to my friends who are speakers that minimum wage in public speaking is $150,000 a year. Minimum wage. That's working for McDonald's today. <laughs> Seriously. And they used to tell me, what are you crazy? Some of us make 50, some of us 80, some of us maybe 100, but 150, that's pushing it. That's, you're out of your mind. And I'm like, okay. Well, you do you and I'll do me. But at the time, I was tripling that. When I said it, I was tripling it. So I was like, something is definitely wrong with these people. And I just left them alone because I didn't want to argue. I didn't know enough to argue. I just got paid and I knew that I I I had a beautiful home. I had a gorgeous car. I had everything that people really do dream about. But at the end of the day, I felt like those speakers didn't know what they were talking about. So I left it alone. Here we are. In 2010, and I'm calling the same people. I'm just—they're friends of mine, so I'm not gonna. And I call them, and I'm like, "Hey guys, I'm thinking of doing this. I'm gonna call it Business in a Box for public speakers. What do you think?" So some of them like, "Oh my God, it's like the Holy Grail. We'll hire you." I'm like, "What? What did you just say?" (laughs) A few years back, you laughed at me. What are you talking about? (laughs) I was like, "Are you kidding?" They're like, "Yeah, but you know what? A lot of people are struggling, so you must be doing something right." I'm like, nothing really special, but I am very, very meticulous and very regimented with my business. And it is a business. So one of them says to me, Oh my God, Orly, that's how you're going to reach 200 million. What if you help speakers get out there, tell their story, make money? But what if, who cares how much they make? Let's just have them tell you how many people they're impacting through social media, connections on LinkedIn, even, and how many people they speak in front of. Why don't you take all that number? And that should count for your 200 million. And I'm like, oh my God, that's a great idea. Great, I'm going to do it. This is what I should do. I'm going to coach people now. Oh my God, right? Like I told you, I studied the industry. I saw what was going on. I knew that what I was doing was working. So I called back those three guys from Texas, from Arlington. And I said, hey guys, I don't know what I'm doing. I have no clue. Like I just said that exactly like that. But I'm going to call myself a business coach for public speakers. I created this machine called the Business in a Box for public speakers, and I know a lot of people teach this. So I'm going to do one up everyone else. I am going to guarantee that you will make $150 to $200,000 in your first year of public speaking in my contract, written. And they were like, "What? Nobody <laughs> guarantees anything. How are you guaranteeing?" And I said, "You know what? Fair question. If you do exactly what I tell you to do, and you follow the instructions." That to the T, and you track to the T, and you don't make 150, let's say you make 130, I'll book you for the other 20. I'll find you 20 grand. There is no way you don't make it because that's minimum wage. And fast forward, in 2017, the NSA, the National Speakers Association, came out with an article that said that the average public speaker makes $177,000 a year. So
1: that's average. Average. So that means there's people way above, there's also going to be people way under, which are these people that need your help. So he can get there. So let me just, because I'm curious, to make that say 150 thousand dollars a year. What does that really typically look at? You know, if, say it's a first year speaker. They come to, or they, I need your help. I'm going to take your business in the box for public speaking, and I would like to make that 150 thousand dollars. What kind of work and what kind of time outlay and what kind of travel or whatever what is involved in that for a typical speaker?
0: Well. First and foremost, being a speaker allows you to have your own schedule. And whether you like to travel or not, you don't have to. You don't have to travel. There's enough events in your backyard or maybe, you know, a two-hour drive or whatever, right? Maybe in the next state. That's fine because anybody can get there, right? You can go there in the morning and come back at night. You're still good. So those, I just say, you know what? You don't have to travel. The other part is that you have to understand the business side of public speaking. So when you're a speaker, people like to take you home with them right? And that's why a lot of speakers use this methodology of selling something from the stage at the end of the presentation, where they show you this slide and there's like one item after another, and then you're getting $40,000 value. And today only nine ninety seven, or today only three payments, you know, whatever it is, that is actually not even allowed anymore. If they're paying you to speak, you're not allowed to do that. So only if you pay them, which you, you pay the planner, to speak on their stage, that's the only time you're allowed to sell from the stage. But audiences are kind of sick of it. You would agree probably because we're all like, okay, what's the pitch? What's the pitch? And we're just waiting for the pitch. We're not even listening to the information and that become annoying. Right. So event planners have changed that a little bit around. So you're not even allowed to sell from the stage. So now what do you do? But you do need a product. You do need something. If it's a book, great, but my, books don't make you money. Maybe it's a coaching or a consulting, some type of product. That's a product. That's called a product, whether it's not tangible, but it is in a way that people can get access to you. When you're selling at an event that you have been paid to speak at and you're selling a coaching or a a consulting package, that's money from public speaking. That's not money from coaching or consulting. Does that make sense? It's very logical, by the way, right? I mean, you wouldn't have had that client if you wouldn't be on on a stage in that particular event.
1: Right, basically your funnel is the public speaking.
0: Right, but you are getting paid to speak and then you're selling a couple of packages. Now you made a good chunk of change. And that's why it's so easy to get to 150 at a minimum. Not that you won't be paid, you will be paid and you'll make money on the other end, right? And that's why it's 150 to 200 because you should be making more than that.
1: Right, and obviously you have to have something to sell. need to have a back-end product.
0: So I build those things for you. I mean, in my program, I build everything. There's nothing it's done for you. So the cool part about it is that it's also your brand. How do you get speaking gigs? But you mentioned what's the time allocation I have to do to get that kind of speaking, right, and that kind of money. I would tell you this, a minimum of one hour per day, every day. Yes, not including weekends. You can take weekends off. But five days a week, one hour a day is a must. If you do not have that, do me a favor. Don't hire me. Do a, go about your business as you do normally, because this is a regimented business.
1: Okay. Then, let's just do the math here. That's 260 hours a year. My goodness. Okay. I'm getting out the calculator here, divided by 260. That's an hour. Can you find an hour a day for 576 bucks an hour, folks? I don't know. (laughs) How important is it to you? That's the key.
0: Exactly. How serious are you about your message to the world? How serious are you about making actual change? Because it's going to take that commitment. Speakers, I mean, Zig Ziglar said that best. Speakers don't retire. We die. (laughs) Zig Ziglar himself spoke four days before he passed away. And that for me is the model that I want to follow because I don't want to stop speaking. I don't want to stop impacting people's lives. I don't want to eat. And for me, speaking, even on a webinar, you can be paid.
1: And that's another great point, too, because you don't have to travel for a webinar. You sit right there in your you know, rec room or office or wherever you are.
0: Yep, totally. I had a client who actually, when we met and she started, she just hired me, but she was in a panic mode because now she had this webinar that she had to to be on and they asked her what her fee is. And at the time they told her that their budget is five to $8,000. So I told her to accept five and to not worry, we'll talk about it later because now she had to give an answer. And guess what? She went back and told them five, they hired her on the spot. They gave her the money immediately, transferred, right? Then we got on a call on our regular call And she said, why did you tell me five? They had eight. And I'm like, because one, you cannot show greed. You're not even a $5,000 speaker yet. You have to know what you're worth first, and then you can scale. But you're not an 8,000 for sure, and you're certainly not a five. So what do you need to do? Get the, the lower amount first. Just get in. Because if they like you and what you're saying, they will hire you again. Well, guess what? A month and a half later, she got hired again for another webinar as a panelist. And then she was flown to England and paid to speak in a conference there, all paid expenses.
1: And that's building a repertoire and it's building a business, exactly that's what it is. That's building
0: your business. That's not being too greedy, knowing your value and knowing how to scale. So let's play a game about you and I starting up, we're opening a store, okay? And this is for your audience as well. Let, I want you all to imagine that you and I are opening a store, right? We found an amazing location. It's a brick and mortar. We have an amazing location. Now we need a key to the front door, yes? Of course. We need the hours of operation on the door and we need maybe the name of the store on top of the door, yeah? Maybe we need a cash register, I don't know, but maybe we need one of those swipey thingies for credit cards or maybe a computer or an iPad, whatever works for you these days, right? And then we're gonna need maybe a camera system or a security system of some kind, right? We're going to need a liability insurance or some kind of insurance for the store, a bank account, and maybe we're going to need a bookkeeper because you and I don't like to do that part, right? That's me. I hate doing accounting. That's why I have a bookkeeper. Did I tell you what we're selling in the store? Not yet. That's the business of public speaking. If you don't have the right infrastructure and the way to do business every single day, then you can't really be hired to speak. You're not taken seriously and you don't know how to do it. You need to know how to do this business. And that's how I can guarantee it. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. So you basically providing the infrastructure, like you said, so that you could take the message that you have and make it an income. You could transition from Immediate. knowledge to income. And I think that's, you know, that's anything you do, whether it's info product, or speaking, whether of speaking, however you're helping someone, that's delivering value. And it's a matter of delivering value through your voice on stage or on webinar. And providing the means for somebody to reach out and say, Yes, that's, you know, I want to hire Orly because she's ready to go. She has everything I need. You know, I don't have to sit there and teach her how to, you know, be hired. She's ready to be accepted and get on the stage next week or whatever it is that she's ready to uh, get on stage. Uh, ne- probably not next week for most clients, I would think. You want to have a little more lead time, but you know what I mean?
0: What clients have gotten hired immediately, like two weeks later. But remember that when they get hired, they get hired for three months in advance, six months in advance. They get hired now, but it's for another date.
1: Right. That's what I meant. And, you know, a little lead time to prepare for the stage. Is what I mean. Oh,
0: for sure. So, for sure.
1: So that, that's great. So let me ask you this early, because I, I know that different people have different messages. And is there like a particular kind of speaker that, that kind of maybe your program would most appeal to? Who would you consider to be your best clients and how do you best help them?
0: My clients come from different walks of life and different kinds of messaging. What I do for them is that I brand them in this industry. So we go through an exercise, which is some of it is intuitive and some of it is actual exercise to brand them as as a speaker. So a lot of people confuse branding. I'm not branding a product or a service. I am branding a person. So it's a little bit different. And then when they get it, they're like, oh my God, it's totally me, right? And they can... Actually sound intriguing enough to have an event planner where the event planner says, "Hmm, I wonder what he speaks about," and he or she go and look at it. And what I mean by that is that you need to be intriguing these days. You need to be a little bit different, because if there's a life coach, there's a hundred of them. If there's a, a business coach, there's a hundred of them. If there's a get it. If there's a healer, there's a bunch of healers. They're all there. What's missing in this industry is variety, diversity. And women speakers as well, very much in demand. And if you don't know how to package yourself, so it is a package that you're selling to the event planner. Why? Because the event planner is looking at, hmm, how do I promote this guy? How do I promote her, him or her, whatever? But if you're giving it to them, ready, that's what I do for you. It's ready to promote, they get it.
1: Yes, what's your USP? What's your unique selling point? What makes you stand apart from the, your competition with your other speakers? Not really. Not because, really, so?
0: Not really, because it's just, it's about you and, and your message. It's not about being compared to other. I can take true motivational speakers on mindset mastery and give them each a different brand and make them a go-to person, make them intriguing and marketable enough for an event liner to say, hmm, I'd love to look at. I, I want a second look. And that's a good thing. Also, I help them with their speech titles. Some, most people are like, same old, same old. And that's what's going on in this industry as well. Everybody talks the same language. They teach the same thing, but they talk also the same language. So it becomes annoying and boring because it's the same old, same old. That's why the same speakers get hired for the same events all the time. You see them everywhere.
1: It's funny because as soon as I said that, and you obviously very rightly corrected me because you know what? I, I'm thinking here like now I'm like, okay, I see webinars all the time and you have these webinar series. with like 40 different speakers on this topic and they're all different, but they're all on the same general topic. So it's not, like you said, it's not really that it's competitive. It's more like they're, they're cooperative and they're colleagues with a different perspective on a topic. So that, that's exactly what it is. So good for calling me out. I was wrong.
0: <laughs> no, it's okay. It's not about being wrong or right. It's just the way that the industry is built. Now, for my new book, I've interviewed over 3,400 event planners. So I really have my ear to the ground and knowing what's going on out there and what's happening and why certain people do get paid and some don't. There's a reason. Of course, there's a reason. There's no reason for somebody not to be paid, but they don't know how to ask for the money. They just don't know how. That's what I was saying. They don't know how. That's all it is. But they also don't know how to present themselves or package themselves. They take too long to respond to an event planner. If an event planner says, I need your bio, the bio needs to be on point and sent immediately. Right?
1: Right. Like your one sheet or what, you know, the speaker's looking for more than
0: that. Your one sheet is another story. They usually don't even ask for your one sheet. They ask for your bio. So they want to see your bio and they don't, a lot of people say, well, oh, they can go to my website. Really? You're really going to tell me that I'm an event planner. And here's the cool part about the statistics that I found out. They did a survey on the most stressful jobs in America, the hundred most stressful jobs. Number one was cardiologists with reason. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Who cares? Focus it? somebody's heart, right?
0: <laughs> I know they're holding that, right? And the number five was event planner.
1: That's nuts. So the event planners, I feel for you. I can get one of you guys on my show. If you're a event planner and you're fantastic, call me. <laughs> but exactly. you know, we'll talk to you. And event so they players, say, they want your help to make it easy, make your life easier.
0: Make their life easier. Make their life super simple. Don't waste their time. Don't waste their energies. Make sure you give them exactly the way that it should be and not something that they need to work on. Oh my God, I don't know how many times I heard, oh my God, I got a bio that is so long. I needed to cut it. People don't know how to present themselves. And that's really the part where I said, the reason people don't make money is they don't know how. That's all.
1: That's really good. So let's say that somebody is ready to jump into public speaking. How far along do they need to be before you'd be able to help? I guess, I mean, you say- I like them when
0: they have no experience. So not at all. You, you, they have none, zero. Why? Because they're a blank canvas. They did not make any mistakes yet.
1: <laughs> okay, what, what about a message though? I mean, obviously you have to have an idea what you're talking about, right?
0: I know what to do with them. I can pull it out of them. In a, That's the exercise. That's why I like them because they are the ones I want to blank canvas. Imagine that. I can paint a whole canvas and they will guide me. But at the end of the day, the exercise lets me pull it out of them.
1: Oh, this is fantastic. So it, really, if you have an interest in public speaking, and you're like, I don't even know where to start. Call Orly. <laughs> She's going to get you started. That's, that's terrific. That's awesome.
0: Yeah, and- well, I made it so it's easy for those who are in business already and for those who have never done this business. I had a guy who I met on LinkedIn. He's a speaker, and he makes between three and $500,000 a year speaking. So when I contacted him, he said, well, I don't know what you could do for me. I already make a year. What can you do for me? I'm like, I don't know. Why are you even talking to me? (laughs) So I said, Hey, you know what? Let's have a chat. I don't know what I could do for you, but let's chat. So we got on the call and he didn't even go on zoom to see me or I didn't see him. He called in. So we're talking and he's giving me a really hard time. And I'm thinking, wait a minute. I just came here to see if I can help you. But if you don't need my help, like, okay, let's get off the phone. I mean, it's that simple. And the guy said, no, 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 I want to talk to you. And I'm like, okay, then ask away. And so he was asking me a question after a question. And then after a while, I said, are you sure you really, you're like, you even need to talk to me? I think you know pretty much what you're doing. And he's like, no. And I said, so what's the next step? He's like, well, I want to hire you. And I'm like, huh? You know, like I, I was so puzzled. I was like, what? And he's like, I heard you. I think you can get me to a million.
1: Wow, that's awesome.
0: Yeah, well, because. I know people are making good money out there. I'm making good money out there. So anybody can make the good money. But it's about really knowing how to treat this industry. And a lot of people that have been speakers that hire me, after the first session, they tell me I don't charge enough. Then after the second session, they're like, oh my God, I didn't think about this. I didn't think about that. I didn't think I... like It's just amazing that people who have been around for a long time are still doing the same old thing, right? What happens when you're doing the same old thing and expecting different results? insanity right so it is what it is and i love what i do so it's okay i'm still very passionate about it so anybody and everybody that wants to speak is a good candidate but i'll tell you this i do have what i call my choice of who to work with and i only want to work with people who are serious
1: and that's that's great by the way any soul player listening to this podcast you need to listen don't work with people you hate working with it just ain't worth it (laughs) (laughs) really it's not
0: Yeah, but I want people who are serious about this business because it is a business, you see? So if you are going to open the store and I'm the only one that shows up every day, I don't think that's fair, right? We have, we're together in this. But at the same time, would you not go to work every day if you did own a store by yourself? Would you not get to business every day? Marketing yourself is nothing. And in this business is the easiest thing. You just, it's a numbers game. You just have to know who to contact, when to contact, how to say first, what to say second. And I give you all that so you don't have to worry about it. All thinking aside, you can just do the work. It's easy.
1: Awesome. So let's say somebody else to say, Orly, this is great. What's the first step for them?
0: Well, my website is orlyamor.com. So it's super easy to go to, O-R-L-Y-A-M-O-R.com. And there's a button there to either hire me as a speaker. So don't go to that one, but go to the next one. It's a yellow button that says, Book a session, your free session here, and you can just click on that. And there's a 30-minute session that you can book with me so we can discover if it's a good fit, if it's time for you, if it's not, whatever. And hey, it doesn't cost you anything, doesn't cost me anything. I'd love to talk to anyone that is willing to share their message across the board.
1: That's terrific. So again, Oliamore, Orly O-R-L-Y-A-M-O-R dot com and free 30-minute consultation. Don't you have an opportunity to take half an hour? And find out this is something that could be life-changing, not just for you, but for the people whose the impact of your story may change your life. I mean, you heard what Orly's story has done to so many people. Why not use your story to impact a life and impact many lives? And I, I love that. I enjoy speaking myself, but I, I'm like excited just talking to Orly here. Like I need to get into speaking some more because I'm really enjoying just talking this, this conversation here on the podcast. It's awesome. But think of how many people you could impact, and I love that whole idea of making a difference in people's lives. And, and that's what you can do through public speaking. And Orly will help you make that impact while getting paid, which you want to do. And that's a no-brainer. So if you have even the slightest interest in public speaking, I seriously encourage you to reach out to Orly and, and grab a hold of one of our 30-minute consultations. doesn't cost you a cent. Takes you 30 minutes to find out, hey, is this a good fit for you or not? Not going to lose anything. You might gain a whole lot. And I just want to encourage you to do that. Orly, it's been wonderful having you on the show today. I've really enjoyed this conversation. Thank you so much for joining us.
0: Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. And thank you for being so patient. <laughs> My stories are long.
1: <laughs> oh, it's been wonderful. And I'm sure that for many of our listeners, it's been a great impact. Awesome. Thank you for listening to the Solopreneur Success Podcast. We hope you discovered valuable advice on how to start and grow your own successful solopreneur business. If you liked the podcast, you'll love the all-new Solopreneur Success Connections community at solopreneurcoach.com. Here you'll get exclusive access to our private, members-only community of business builders, free business building resources, and live online monthly training designed to accelerate your business success. Join us now at solopreneurcoach.com. Hey, Solopreneurs, it's Steve Combs again. If you found this episode helpful and inspiring, would you do me a favor? Leave the Solopreneur Success Podcast a five-star review on your favorite podcast platform. It really makes a big difference in helping others, just like you, find this resource. And as always, you can find the show notes for this episode on the Solopreneur Coach website, this time at solopreneurcoach.com forward slash 054.